Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Mellner, and it's Friday. We're going to jam-pack as much crap as we can to get you ready for the weekend, so we bring in Mr. Matthew Rooney. A lot of sports to be covered today, but Andy, we'll start with that football game. Kudos to you guys. Over, second half over, all the overs. What a game. Points on Thursday. What a Packers idea. are dead. It's great. The the double down. And yes, as Matt as a Bears fan and me as a you know sometime Vikings fan. Like Former although Vikings, I, I although I, Vikings fan. Yeah. If the Vikings have, like go to the Super Bowl, will you root for them? Like wanna see them win? It depends what the spread is. Like, Fair if, enough. If, okay, if well, that, over, not, that answers my question. If they're overvalued, then no. That that answers but, my uh, question. So I was gonna say I've I have I feel no fandom this is like uh you know you've been divorced for 30 years like it's just a person i don't that that woman means nothing to me anymore i'm, I'm very indifferent to her like this is a I, I i have no love in my heart for the vikings but it's weird because i still have i foster hate in my heart for the packers I love and it. i think some of that it's like a, a two-part love dwindles like, hate is forever yeah hate is Good forever point. because as a vikings fan you're you know you hate the packers and they had much more success over the past like 30 years than the Vikings. They have a couple Super Bowls. And one of the biggest bets I ever had coming up, like when I was, you know, it wasn't, it was a smaller bet nowadays, I guess. But this was this much, the most I would ever bet on a side or a total. And I did it on the side and the total in that Lions game where he threw that Hail Mary. I mean, oh, it was God. just, it just ruined like a month worth of betting for me. Like I gave back all my winnings and mm. on one pass, like I just, I couldn't even sleep after that. So I, I do hate it. Aaron Rodgers guts as well. But I, yeah, I did. I checked the sheet. We have 15, 15 sports bets that we're going to talk about today. So I better stop talking about my life and we should probably just get right into this and start with. The most glamorous of sports. Honestly, I'm just, I'm still cracking up the, Ostapenko's hair. <laughs> if if nothing else, the most I, memeable, the memeable did I miss something. Go on um, Andy's Twitter about a okay. day or so ago. Not last night, but the night before, I think. You get going. Um, you get going on your bets. I'll start scrolling through Andy's Twitter. Yeah, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. But uh, Mr. Ostapenko is having fun in the islands because she doesn't really have to play tennis. Most of the best players have packed it in for the year, and they'll probably won't see them until last week of December, Andy, because. That's when we start playing tennis in Australia. We head down under. Yeah. But until then, oh. we are south of the border, okay. but very, very south. South America, even, in Buenos Aires. The Ring of Fire. I love saying Ring of Fire. But, yeah, this is uh, you get a little uh, back, to your, back to your roots, the first set overs. Uh, I love that you said roots. I love the way people from Minnesota say roots. roots. But, yes, going to go have a totally great day here in Buenos Aires here in the Challenger. Cass and Seva plays uh, Maria, Lord, Carl. Um, just really like a lot of these numbers here. The total itself is a 20 and a half, which um, kind of makes sense to me, honestly. The two set matches for both of these women tend to be very quick. Um, and you even see some long sets. Again, it's kind of that classic look of a WTA match of 6-4-7-5-6-2, something like that. So um, instead of taking the over there, Really like this first set over nine and a half. Again, had this a little better than standard juice, closer to minus 15, almost minus 120 myself. So plus 110 is a nice number. You should be able to find that pretty easily. And then over two and a half sets. I've talked about this a bunch of times. 
the market is a little more efficient here generally, but anytime I see a number plus 170, plus 180 or better, and what looks to be a very competitive match, um, Again, you go back, a lot of three-set matches for both of these women over the last couple of weeks. You tend to see more three-setters on clay as well. Again, a little bit of a South American clay swing here. So the over two-and-a-half sets looks great here. There's even a plus 180 if you look hard enough. So over nine-and-a-half games there in the first set, plus 110 or better. Over two-and-a-half sets, again, for Kostensava, Carl. This will start um, a little bit after the show finishes. This is the next matchup. Next up on the docket... Yeah, the timing of this one stinks this year. I, I'm going to complain. This will be my bit. Every year I'm going to complain about Buenos Aires. <laughs> it's that time of year. And I mean, it's that time of year. But I do love both the men's and the women's side. I do love the swing down under. Because I love the overnight. Hobart, this is great. Auckland, all that bullshit down oh, yeah. there. I do love all. And I love the Aussie Open. It just ruins your sleep schedule if you start betting it seriously, though. So it's wild for um, a sport to have a major tournament like that, like third week. I don't think any other sport has any event like that. I know that some of the soccer leagues have like sort of an opening match for some sort of a cup, but it's like a lesser event. I mean, what sport again? You're like five, ten percent into the season, major. Yeah, it would it would be like, hey, the the golf you know golf starts with the tournament of champions and Sony. It's like. All right, Hawaii, a couple tournaments out in Hawaii where the guys are, there's, you know, you get the fun Instagram pictures of all the, the you know, the friends on the tour having drinks and Mai Tais out in Hawaii, and then boom, Masters. Like, just Masters in January, which obviously wouldn't work out. The grass is brown. But, yeah, it is very odd how the Australian Open just kind of pops right in. Blah, just right the there. The U.S. Open, track everybody to Arizona in February or something. Yeah, there you go. I could I could get with that. But um, speaking of. Nice weather states. I don't know. We'll see how LA. I'll have to ask Drew how it is in LA. Probably nicer than here. It's still snowing, but one game, Matt. Did you Makes manage no to set on the one game on a Friday night where there's no football, there's no anything, the World Cup hasn't started. So the NHL said, Well, let's only have one game. We wouldn't yeah, want we anyone to watch our product. Andy and I were on we're on a call earlier, and at the end we were talking about some of the bets we have for tonight. I brought up this, and like the MLB gets a lot of flack for being the worst at marketing themselves and shooting themselves in the foot because they do do that more than anybody. But like the NHL is right there this with them. They're they're just a step above it. It's Friday night in the winter. People are inside. There's no college football. There's no pro football. And they said, yeah, let's have one game at nine o'clock when over half the country's probably either out or asleep when this game drops the puck. So that's that's a great idea. Is it a, a special way game? Like are they nope. playing it outside? No, nope. it's just a it's hockey the, game. It's, it's the it's the Canucks and it's the Kings. Just... No, it's it's a it's a couple of bad West Coast teams. And the Kings are okay. The Kings are eleven and seven this year. They're 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 going to be all right, all right. a team. That, one of my bets here, though, Andy, I, I was just going to go with the over. But you mentioned in a chat that you had a Bruce Boudreaux first coach to be fired future. So I wanted to, uh, on you know, in solidarity there, throw the Kings money line in here too. Kings have won four of their last five. They're playing pretty good hockey. They're 11-7 and one on the year. I think they're a team that's probably going to compete um, in that division and be a team that we see in the playoffs again this year. I'm going to take them on the money line against the Canucks team that's just been really oddly bad defensively. I know Bruce Boudreaux coach teams are never really like the model of defense, but they've been terrible in net. Both of their goaltenders 
have a goals against average over three, three. I think their starter Thatcher Demko has one over four and he was supposed to be pretty darn good this year. Um, for whatever reason, the Canucks cannot figure it out. They did win their last game out against Buffalo, but Buffalo is another team that's been struggling. So they kind of won a battle of two struggling teams there, but they've allowed four plus goals, uh, four, or they're, sorry, on average, they're allowing four goals in their last three games. Kings are scoring four goals in their last three games and they're averaging uh, over 3.3 goals a game this year. So both teams can score. Uh, both teams haven't been very good defensively this year. The Canucks, especially, like I said, allowed four goals a game. So we're going to take the over and then uh, we're going to take the Kings money line. They're the better team. And I wanted to, uh, out of solidarity, hop on the board there with Andy and help uh, get him towards his first coach fired bet. That's what I do. I'm a, I'm a team player, Andy, just for you. And I just, I just bet the over seven and a half. Love it. Alternate overs. I'm fine with it. Uh, and apparently that's a softer market, even at Chris, because I flashed the screen with not very much money. So apparently people aren't, people aren't betting into those very much, or maybe, maybe I've been flagged as a sharp hockey account. I don't know. I need, I need I to really start looking that. into, I need to start looking into some period overs because I remember last year towards the end of the year, there was last like month or so Maple Leafs second period overs. I don't yes. remember. I talked about them. They were like, like it was always like two goals still, but it was like, they're plus money every time, and they were hitting it like an eighty percent clip. It was ridiculous. It was like over no two and a half or really something, cut. or two. It was like yeah, over it was it was either two and a half or two, and they were going over every damn time at plus money, and the books just never caught up to it. So that's something that I'm going to start looking into again. When there's nothing going on, I, I live bet those. Like uh, like when when my family was gone for the week, and I was at the bar by myself, just like yakking with the bartender and. I was I, uh, I was that. I was betting live so period overs. I, I do kind of love that stuff, especially when I'm actually watching the hockey. Um, speaking of things I won't watch tonight or today, there's been a lot of basketball, and there is a lot of basketball that's all day long today. So, and Drew Drew and I were joking about this. Um, this is actually pretty funny. Like Drew Drew hit this on the head. We talked about the Buffalo Cleveland change of venue. And I specifically bet an over in that game, banking. I, I was feeling it was like 70-30 they'd move it to Detroit. They did move it to Detroit. I Ooh. got a little lucky. So I have an over 44 at plus money. Um, I just I sold out as far as I could, thinking like this will open 49 if it's in Detroit. It did. It's further been bet up. Kudos to me for reading the fine print at 17 goddamn books and ended up there's not that many that'll honor those bets. Uh, DraftKings was one of them, though. I didn't drive to Iowa to do so, but I know a lot of people who bet the under in that and now are holding a horrible number. You know, if you bet under 42 and then it moves to Detroit and they honor the bet, and now it's 49.50, you're feeling pretty bad. And I joked with Drew, I said, man, it doesn't seem like an opportunity for DraftKings to just kind of grant them clemency. Like, hey, we're refunding all under bets because you guys got hosed by this snowstorm. And I said, you know, they're going to have that money back by, like, Thanksgiving anyway. <laughs> and Drew said, have you seen this? There's a 10 a.m. basketball game, like, every day for 10 days. Like, they'll have their money back before the turkeys are bought, much less cooked. <laughs> like, that's fair. It's so, not yeah. wrong. Don't, don't donk your money on a basketball game just because of the start time. I mean, uh, I bet they are. I bet, I, I bet the – I bet what? the game yesterday because I showed an edge and honestly it, m it missed by a bucket. That sucks. Uh, UMass was nice. They won outright. Sam Houston State won outright. But try not to get too squarely on these games. If you have to bet it, just bet it small. But man, there are there are so many games that start at like noon, ten o'clock for the next week. Take it easy, guys. It's halftime in the Niagara game, basically. 
Yeah, I know. There, there's, there was a 5 a.m. game they played in London. Or 5 a.m.? So. 5 a.m. Who was over there? Uh, again, it was like a Max or a, a MAAC school. It was like Ryder was playing. <laughs> yeah, I still game, follow I, Illinois Wesleyan's like basketball account. And they're playing. They started a game at like 10 a.m. this morning. I, and that's a D3 school. Like, what are we doing? It's, I love it. We're, but like, we're, at, we're having fun, guys. We're, just we're not going fun. to class. That's what we're doing. That's, and, yeah, screw well, class, kids. Well, we got a and, game. Part, part of it is these preseason tournaments. When you're playing four or five games um, in the same gym, you have to start one at 11 a.m., guys. Yeah. Like that that's the reason Penn State, Virginia Tech are playing so early. They're in the Charleston Classic. There's three other games after played. Same thing with the Myrtle Beach um, tournament. Colorado, Texas and a- AM is noon Eastern because there's you know, they have other games to be played in the same gym that day. I didn't bet into much of those, but I do have a couple looks, starting with the team that stung me last time I bet them, but I'm back in the well. And this is just Basically, because this shouldn't be this big of a spread. I have these teams very close to each other. Honestly, I, I could make a case that Vermont should be a small favorite. Worst case, this should be a pick em. I know it's a road game, so we'll give the benefit of the doubt. Give Iona a couple of uh, a couple of points for hosting. But um, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty much on on this game being a pick em based on really everything about these teams their offensive their defensive adjustments or excuse me the efficiencies um the only the only real thing is just uh iona hasn't turned the ball over much i know we have a small sample size i'm using a lot of priors from last year still um vermont played tougher teams i believe and truthfully i think this game should be a pick of getting four points feels like a gift here so i'm gonna i'm gonna be excited about that one when vermont loses their fourth goddamn game of the season. Hopefully they lose it close. And speaking of teams I've picked on before, I did bet against the the Oklahoma State, whatever they called, Cowboys. I believe it's the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys are a two-and-one team, and I bet Southern Illinois is an underdog. Southern Illinois took them down straight up, 61-60. Oklahoma State really has an offense. When they're playing a shitty team, they played UT Arlington, they played Oakland, uh, that's Michigan squad, and they beat the tar out of them. When they play a team with anything for a defense, apparently it's it's just not going as well. With what we saw in the Southern Illinois game, UCF is better than Southern Illinois, and yes, this is again not a game that's at home for Southern or excuse me UCF. I think this is another one that's a tournament game. Oklahoma State. Yeah, this one is in the Bahamas. So this is a neutral site. This is another one. It's not starting crazy early. This does start at like 6 Eastern. So maybe not early for anybody. But just looking at these, this game too, I, I can't get this anywhere close to this number. I think Oklahoma State's just not nearly this good on defense compared to where they were last year. And when they face decent teams, they're going to get exposed. I worry about this team when they get to conference play. I think they're going to kind of slide down the rankings for me. But I had this one, I don't know, looks like three and a half. So I like this number quite a bit. I, I tend to show bigger bigger edges early in the season. And then Arkansas State finally playing. I have a couple, I have a couple looks that I haven't even bet yet this one. Oh, UC Davis. This is another one too, where um, UC Davis is the better team, 
but certainly not by eight points. I make this five and a half, maybe six. We stretch it out here too. I haven't bet on Arkansas State at all. I know their their offense, both these offenses are bad. Both of these are better defensive teams. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the, the schedule so far for UC Davis. They are what are we? Two and one out in the big west. They got a win against Cal, which really shouldn't count for anything. California might be God, they might be the worst team out there. There's people that are betting on them. I'm one of them that may bet on California as a favorite today. Feels horrible as a really, really rough squad. And then they beat uh, Cal Maritime, which I don't think counts for much either. Lost to Loyola Marymount. And this is another spot, too, where I think they're actually live to lose this game. But I'll take the eight points. I think that's value here with a, a squad that's maybe... I don't know, punching down at most times. So, and the the Iona game is it at the Bohemian Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut? That's a, that's a name, Uncasville. That's uh, according to Bovada, Uncasville, or maybe it's Uncasville. Not really sure, but yes, at the Mohegan Sun Arena. Yeah, sure. I love I love that even more. You got to bet on it if you're there. Yeah, right? no, I, I had it. I had that one as a neutral. I just had no idea where it was. Like, once once I've figured out, go watch it. Once I've figured out it's a neutral, I'm just like, what? I, I realized it was somewhere up there because they certainly didn't get to get to go to bah the Bahamas. But uh, yeah, and I don't think you can actually bet on that if you live in Connecticut. Then don't know either. That's never been to Connecticut. Yeah, and that that is uh, as as Hanneken points. I've driven through Connecticut. The the California game is certainly funny for many reasons. They're uh, they're a bad squad. This might be your this might be your one chance to bet on California all year. It's a it's a rough rough squad. Aaron Rodgers losing Cal. Terrible. It's a lot of fun if you're a, if you're a Berkeley backer. At least you, if you went there, at least you have a really good education, guys. Big Cal Stanford game this weekend. You get to live in California for four years. That sounds so bad. Southern, though. I mean, to, to, for a Pac-12 school to be a four-point home favorite against a SWAC school, fade the SWAC. Sure. Fuck, I might just yeah. add California. So, all right, um, on to the professionals. When some of these guys graduate, they're going to be drafted and they're going to play in a little league known as the NBA and I'm excited to watch some NBA because there's not a whole lot on tonight gotta watch something right and I know you like basketball there's probably plenty of that college basketball on but I will be watching the professionals again I'm a lot snootier than Andy is I prefer the higher quality of basketball as you will and um but Pretty simple strategy, Andy. We're going to play a couple underdogs tonight, as well as an under a huge slate on a Friday night. A lot of games that you know are relatively close, but um, three looks I like quite a bit and have played already. Going to go back and back the Houston Rockets again. Um, one for his outright nine point underdogs, five point underdogs, whatever you played them at. 
against the Dallas Mavericks the other night. Um, the Indiana Pacers, for some reason, are road favorites by five. This game is at Houston. I've really struggled with this number quite a bit. The Pacers have been pretty good. The addition of Tyrese Halliburton has obviously been excellent. He's a really good player. Benedict Mathurin has been playing well. They still have yet to trade Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. So you've got a solid basketball team there. But I just don't rate this Pacers team anywhere near this. You know, I could see them being maybe one, two-point favorites, but had this much closer to a pick on myself. So give me the Rockets plus five. Then the under in Orlando, Chicago. No Paulo Bancaro. Um, he really drives a lot of the offense and scoring for the Orlando Magic. Um, you start to look, they still just have one guard with Jalen Suggs. The offense has been a little bit clunky. The Chicago Bulls love to play at a slow pace. They're fully healthy tonight. Should be able to control this game. Had this total in the mid two teens. So anything 220 or higher, happy to take the under there. And then as much as it pains to... Pains me to say this. Go Knicks. Uh, going to be betting the Knickerbockers of New York tonight. Plus seven and a half points. Just going to continue to fade this Warriors team that just can't seem to figure out how to win basketball games. You know, came into the season intentionally starting slow, playing most of their starters 30 minutes a game or less, and I think are still struggling to get into gear. We've seen them in recent games try to play the starters a little bit more, but they really got beat up by the Phoenix Suns the other night and continue to struggle against teams you know, like the Knicks that are pretty solid, have some depth, and you know, really aren't afraid. are always going to bring kind of their best effort against the Golden State team that everybody tries to beat, especially now that they're the defending champions. Had this number myself closer to four, four and a half, so you know anything six, six and a half or better looks pretty good. Plenty of sevens, plenty of seven and a halves out there. So Rockets, Knicks, and then a Bulls um, magic under. I'm, I ride with the Rockets again. I got Rockets money to spend. I like that Bulls magic under. I mean, when you have a team that's banged up and then another team that's not very good offensively and refuses to shoot threes, that's a that's pretty high total. Yeah, Look at that. Holt's, really Holt's, to that Holt's going to the Celtics game. That'll be fun. I need to get up. I need to get up to the Target Center yet. I got to look for a good Friday game. Good Friday game, and then I can go. I should go nice, to Sixers game tonight. Nice meal to afterwards. Tonight. Um, yeah, I don't think the Timberwolves have a home game this weekend, but I think my Gophers play. They do. Mr. Matt, let's, uh, this is hilarious. I love it's this. A, uh, yeah, it's a fun. We, we put it up. I'm going with the over 32 and a half in your, your Gophers game this weekend, Andy. I don't know if you have anything on the Minnesota game, but man, it's just, I wanted to take the under, but like Iowa's offense has woken up the last couple of weeks and they put up like 24, 33 and 24 points. And Minnesota's offense has actually been fine all year. They've been able to run the football decently. I know Iowa plays good defense, but I still think both teams will be able to put up like 17 points a piece. I really don't think that's too much to ask in this one. Iowa will probably score a defensive touchdown somehow. So we're going to take that over and plug our noses and hope that happens. And then speaking of leagues that don't really know how to market themselves, the Pac-12, uh, two marquee matchups. We have UCLA going to USC. UCLA got a uh, got upset last week at home against Arizona, against the frisky Arizona team and a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Um, Dan and I talked about this one on the college football show a couple times, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Really, whatever the plus money, money line side for this one was probably the right bet because they're two pretty even teams can see really anything happening here. I do tend to lean UCLA, so I'm glad they were the plus money team here. USC just lost their running back in Travis Dye. Their receivers have been a little bit banged up, and their run defense is incredibly inefficient against the run. Both of these teams run the football very well. 
uh, USC has Caleb Williams is one of the best quarterbacks so far in the country this year. So I just see this game going back and forth. I think UCLA pulls it out because I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit more consistently than USC. And the over is at like 75 and a half. I will probably sprinkle that two out of principle just because. Um, and then Utah minus two and a half at Oregon. It uh, doesn't look like Bo Nix is going to play. At least it's trending that way. So keep an eye on maybe the injuries before you uh, place a wager on that one. And I know sometimes you don't find out till literally the teams take the, uh, take the field and warm up. So keep an eye on it. But Utah has been playing really good football since they beat USC. Oregon coming off a pretty tough loss. Um, at home against Washington, Bo Nix not going to play. I just if he's not playing, I don't see how USC or sorry, Utah um, doesn't win this game. Not too comfortably, but I, I do think they win this one by by a touchdown, maybe ten points. Um, Oregon's really bad against the run. Utah is a uh, pretty dynamic offense, surprisingly this year, and I think their defense is well coached enough that they'll be able to take away what it what will turn into a, a little bit of a one dimensional offense, most likely if Phoenix isn't playing for Oregon. These two teams, you remember, played back to back weeks, I believe it was last year. Maybe it was a, a, uh, two times in three weeks, and Utah just beat the hell out of Oregon twice. Um, so this team, this staff, I think knows this Oregon team pretty well. I like Utah on the road uh, to essentially end Oregon season on their bit of the Pac-12 title. Goddamn right, I ride with that. I already have a Utah ticket. Let's go. Yeah, it's uh, the, the number 10 team versus the number 12 team in the country, and they're kicking off at 9.30 Central time. That's a that's great. Yeah, job, I, won't, I won't. Yeah, I won't good job, guys. Watch that's, it. that's a really um, good way to market your league. I will. Yeah, I'll check on that one Sunday morning. Yep. Yeah. And as I watch some World Cup, and it is World Cup, the first of my World Cup bets. Good and thing yes, we didn't I, go to Qatar so we can have beer when we watch it. Oh, I forgot to add my bet. First half under. We're taking first half under all the first games. Round all the first games. I'm, I'm, I'm with all it. the first games. It. All game ones. And we're in the World Cup. Yep. What are we like? What is that usually one? Is that usually one and a half? Half? What, what are we looking at for normal first half unders in soccer? Oh, game? they're gonna be. They're gonna be half. Probably zero okay. points. Probably three quarters or ones. If you're okay. high, or really juicy, well, I know because like if you look at hockey, for the most part, rarely sometimes you'll get a two, but pretty much every time a period total is first period is one and a half. So I don't know if it was. Similar I'm expecting a lot of point seven five. There's going to be okay. a lot of three quarters. You're going to get plus money on the under of like three quarters. So if people don't understand, you know, let's say you're a little newer to sports betting, but you've got it, you've got it figured out, and then you start to bet soccer, and you're like, what the shit is a 0.75 <laughs> when you bet on a 0.25 or a 0.75 it is taking whatever let's just say you'd bet a hundred dollars for make it easy it's taking it it's making two separate bets for you so on a 0.25 you're betting on the flat and you're betting on the half and so you can lose half your bet and push half your bet and the same thing goes with the 0.75. You are you're betting on the half and you're betting on the whole. So you know you can lose a bet and push a bet, you can win a bet and push a bet. Your your stake is essentially cut in half. So you're if it's minus and we'll, we'll get to one because I have one. I have a, a real life example. This will make it even easier. Let's look at my bets. I don't really think that Qatar paid off the Ecuadorian players. I think that's more of a. I think that's more of an internet rumor. Um, Dan Dan has talked to me into probably betting. Uh, if you want to bet the narrative that the Ecuadorian players have been bet off and that and that are paid off and that game is actually happening, um, and it's been predetermined, the bet would be first half draw, second half Qatar. So if you want to bet that, okay. 
first half draw, second half Qatar. I just think both of these teams are going to be kind of dreadful. And I'm with you on the KG first, you know, the, the first half unders, the first half, uh, the first game unders, first half, first game unders. I am going to take the under two in this one. And if it ends up that, you know, what they said was going to happen and all the conspiracy theories, it's going to be one nil Qatar. Then we cash this. I think I think zero zero is very much in the books as well. So uh, maybe they drug the Ecuadorian players and they play a little slower. <laughs> that's not off the off the off the uh, map it either. So I'm taking the under in the first one. This is the only game that will be contested on Sunday. <clears throat> and then I know there's some games Monday more than this. There are more games than this on Monday. I just wanted to get the early one out of the way because this is like 8 a.m. Eastern. Senegal, Netherlands will play 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll, I'll tweet out what I'm playing on that one. I've, I've made a promise to play every single World Cup match, and I will. But for now, I'm taking, <clears throat> excuse me, just, just some action on the early one. Iran, who's not a good team, against a pretty good team in England, but again, these early, early cagey matches, we'll see how they adjust the temperature, the atmosphere. I know they're saying they're going to have AC. This, this is how you can tell this country's rich as fuck. They're going to run the air conditioning with the windows open, essentially. Open air stadiums with air conditioning. Like they're just, they're, they're saying they're using solar power. God knows they're just burning oil to do this. They have enough oil. So they're just going to shoot like cold air at field level and then recycle the air somehow. They say it's going to be fairly comfortable. We'll see. I'm excited to get some firsthand reports from people who are attending or some actual quotes from players. But Ron plus one and a half versus the mighty English three lions. So plus 1.25 means I'm making... Let's again. Let's say I'm taking a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars is bet on Iran plus one, which can push if they lose by one. Um, so fifty bucks on on Iran plus one, and fifty bucks on Iran plus one and a half. So if they lose by one goal, half of my bet will push, half of my bet will win. So that's that's how that works. If they tie or win the match, my whole bet wins. If they lose by two, my whole bet loses. And again, like if they only lose by one goal, it's a half a push, a half a win. Uh, if you have further questions, bug me on Twitter. I'll try to explain it deeper than that. But it's basically it. 1.25 is just splitting your bet in half on one and one and a half. So Iran plus one and a quarter, Asian handicap, minus 105. And then the first game under on Sunday, hoping for a board draw in that one. I wish you guys all the best of luck in all your World Cup bets and World Cup watching. Um, hopefully you stay at home so you can drink a beer while you watch the matches. Um, let's go Germany. Let's go, yeah, let's go Iran. Um, Drew is cheering for South Korea. He got them in the Calcutta. So let's go Asian teams and let's go Asian handicap. And with that, thanks to Matt. For joining us as always on a Friday. Thanks to Noops for spitting the NBA wisdom all week. And thanks to producer Dan for putting it all together. And especially you guys for watching and hitting the thumbs up on the way out. Good luck in life, love, and gambling. Until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you then.